Are you an overachiever? Do you solely identify with your work, your job, your effort? Do you tie your self-worth to who you are in what you do? If so, this episode is for you. We will discuss how you are not your job. Your identity is not your job. You are a multi-dimensional being and you are so much more than you ever realized. everyone. Welcome to Empowered Evolution. For all things quantum, esoteric, energy, and mind-related. For your empowerment, mind growth, and ascension. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford. Today's guest is my friend and colleague, a lovely German transplant residing in the beautiful state of Colorado. <laughs> She's a seasoned massage therapist and life coach, highly trained in NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming timeline work, and hypnotherapy. She focuses particularly on patterns of the mind, specifically unconscious programming. And today we will explore identity. Your identity is not your job. I love that. That's huge. So please, I'm eager to get to this topic. Please welcome my dear friend and colleague, Daniela Schreckenghost. Hi, doll. Hi, thank you you so much. (laughs) I am, first off, so honored to be here and to be talking about your job is not your identity. And as um, the listeners might not know, but we actually met uh, a little while ago to have a little bit of a pre-chat on what to talk about today. And I had this idea of, oh, I actually forgot what that idea is, but I wrote it down and I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And then when we were on that call, I got inspired. I felt this deep inner sense of guidance to talk about your job is not your identity. And we talked and I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm, I'm following this because it's in alignment with me. And it was, it was a message I received. So I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm just going to flow with it. And we got off the call that day and I checked my emails and I saw an email about a bad review and it's an old review and it was with my massage business an incident that happened two years ago and a year ago I received that bad review so that person was holding on to this experience with me for over a year before she left that review and now another year almost passed and she you know, went over that review again and changed a little bit something. And I was like, maybe she took it down, but nope, she didn't. (laughs) Wow. And I was triggered. Yeah. I was triggered. I felt awful. I felt like, oh my God, I didn't do enough. I should have, could have all those feelings. I was frustrated. I was upset. And then I was like, oh my goodness, pause. (laughs) And I paused and I asked myself, what is it that I'm feeling? And I was like, okay, it's frustration. I'm like, what is this frustration making me feel like? 
And I realized it made me feel like I, like I said, I, I'm not, and I haven't done enough. And I realized that I myself am still having this underlying belief, this underlying connection between the product of my work and my self-worth that I still identified my self-worth with what I'm producing at work. Mm -hmm. So no wonder I was guided to talk about this because there was still a message for myself to undo something and let it go. And that my poor performance was just that it was just, I was not having a good day, but it doesn't mean that I'm not worthy or I'm not enough. And then I had the opportunity to let go of something that was still weighing down on me. And I was not consciously aware of it until I was triggered and paused. And I reflected on what I'm feeling and what I'm telling myself. And I always try and seek those opportunities to undo and let go and release because it's easier to let go of something like a bad review than something that's you know, much more affecting my life. Mm. So I ask myself, is this really true? Am I really not worthy? Should I really have done more? Um, am I still connecting this, the product of my work as my identity, as my self-worth? And I was like, oh, that's, that's BS. Because the truth is that we are all love we are worthy, we are enough, and I can let that go and surrender it. Mm. That's so powerful. I know. So that's why I'm here talking about your job is not your identity. I love you for saying that. I love you for your vulnerability in sharing with me, with the audience that, and it'll be very real. I don't know a single person that hasn't at one time or isn't currently very much identified as their identity and who they are and what they're doing, especially healers or coaches, because we're like, oh, it's what I do. It's who I am. And it's like, no, darling, it's a skill set that you have. And those are services that you offer, period. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And and it's really important to know that if if you have a day where, you know, and we all do. We all have moments where we're just like, oh, that wasn't my best performance. Sure. <laughs> oh, I didn't res- I didn't get the results that I wanted to. And that's just is. It's just, it's that's a fact. I right. didn't get the results I wanted to. I didn't perform like I sometimes I mostly do better. But that doesn't mean that you have to pound on yourself. And make yourself feel bad. And back in the day, I and I I did that myself. That's why I can resonate with that. I felt bad about a bad performance when I was like, oh, I didn't do enough. I could have done better. Or the client for massage, for example, left and still had pain. I felt bad about it for weeks. And what did you get out of that? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. Except for the story that you told yourself of how crappy you were or how much you didn't do enough. And you perpetuated the story in your unconscious mind that like just affected you and everyone that you worked with from that point forward. Yeah. Now, fast forward years with the training that I have now, um, I'm 
have become an expert in identifying patterns and the underlying story. And a lot of times, the reason why we're doing that is because we're seeking external validation. Hmm. We're seeking someone else telling us we did a good job. Hmm. And that is coming from a place of I'm not good enough. I'm unsure about myself. I'm not trusting myself. With that unconscious belief of some sorts, either I'm not good enough or I'm unworthy. And the problem is that that often leads to anxiety. It leads to burnout because we're always trying to do more, to be more. Mm. It leads to mental and physical exhaustion. And that's right. why, why it's so important for me to talk about this topic today. Because oh absolutely, it's an untrue story. Yeah, it's a destination we'll never reach. Exactly. It's a standard so high, it's impossible. Yeah. So why do we have these beliefs? Oh, so (laughs) we didn't wake up one day and like, yes, today I'm going to tell myself I'm not good enough. (laughs) Right. Between the ages of zero to seven, we take everything in unfiltered, right? So our surroundings, it could be the TV shows that we're watching or our parents are watching and we're listening to it. The conversations our parents are having, what they're telling us, other relatives, um, whatever we're surrounded with, but whatever they're, whatever they're telling, we're taking in unfiltered. Mm-hmm. So if we've been exposed to some sort of, oh, you didn't do that right. You should do more. That wasn't good. Um, oh, no, you can't have this. You don't deserve that whatever it is, we're taking it on as the truth. And then later on in life, we go out there and confirm those beliefs, that truth, because our minds want to be right. So we're seeking to validate these untrue beliefs that we took in unfiltered. Now, there's also um, this the problem is that we're missing the awareness of it because we feel like that's the truth. Can I ask, I understand about the information coming in unfiltered in childhood from age to seven. I know the significance of how impressionable that age range is. So for those who may not be informed in NLP the way we are, or have the coaching in hypnotherapy, I'd like to ask you not just the diet that's coming in on an auditory level, but is it could be an incident, correct, that happens in that duration that we ourselves as a child, unable to comprehend all of the complexities going on, we create a story around a trauma or an incident that may or may not be traumatic. It's just a story or around an incident. And like you said, there's the fact of what is it's not right or wrong but we create absolutely. a story that is wrong correct absolutely have you ever as a child maybe done something and then someone got hurt and i'm yes. not talking about broken bones but maybe maybe you know fell and um a bruise or something sure. that is that, those are they seem insignificant but between the age of zero and seven we can form those beliefs and also confirm those beliefs of yeah oh my good I'm, I did that wrong. I'm wrong. Something's wrong with me. Mm. 
or I should have done more. I didn't do enough. I am not enough. And that can be seemingly small incidents, but that had some sort of a consequence to either yourself or someone else that it's not like someone, um, something tragic where, you know, they had like broken bones or had to be hospitalized or some sorts, but even something small, like a bruise or a hurt feeling incidents like that can definitely, um, create those beliefs that we're then unconsciously believe and operate from. That's amazing. Just how powerful your mind is and how simple it can be the incident or the phrase or whatever the situation is that creates that because then it, there's a pattern that emerges. And so the reason I bring that up is I'm curious, like, what are some signals because none of us gets out of this unscathed from zero to seven. We're all going to go through it. We all pick our unconscious pattern, right? So what are some signals, clear signals um, for a listener to identify their self that they're identifying their self-worth through their job or their performance? I think the biggest signal is some sort of negative emotions, a feeling of, I feel like shit when I get complaints about my work or my product that I produce or how I perform and it starts triggering some sort of an emotion. That is like, for me, the biggest signal. It's like, whoa, (laughs) red flag, something's going on here. Another one is if you yourself feel unsure if you performed well, unless someone gives you a praise. That's another signal of you're externally validating your worth, that you're still identifying your self-worth with your job. Another one that might come a little bit more surprising is if are you a workaholic? Mm. Mm. That's a bit are you constantly <laughs> doing, 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 doing to do enough and more and enough and trying to confirm and like workaholics is also a sign of trying to get that praise. Yeah. Or perfectionism. Perfect. Oh yeah. God. It's a huge one. (laughs) Perfectionist. Good luck. (laughs) You're on the trend for life there. Yeah. And I wouldn't know if I wouldn't have done all of that. I was a straight A student following rules to the T mm. because I never felt like I was doing enough. I needed to do more. So I studied hard till into the night. I followed the rule. I answered all the questions. I did it in order. I, you know, you tell me do this. I did. Yeah. I executed. Sounds exhausting. Oh, <laughs> and I'm speaking from personal experience as well, too. You know, I get it. It's there comes a point where you're just like, "Ugh, I'm tired. What? Is, where? Where's this drive coming from? Why am I doing this?" So that leads me to this next question. Since we've identified some signals, which some of them are surprising, and some of them are completely like, "Oh yeah, I do that. No big deal." But so, what are the common unconscious patterns? of external validation that would tie into this. Yeah. So I think that most common is definitely that I'm not enough or Mm. I'm unworthy and therefore I need to do more and I need to seek validation. I think that is out of experience, the most common unconscious pattern that, 
of that external validation of that my job is my identity. If I'm not doing enough, I'm not worth it pattern. Does that make sense? Yeah, it just sounds like a big, it sounds like the self-fulfilling prophecy or like a trap of some sort. And it is. I'm curious, like, so (laughs) what's great about the awareness and identifying this is we get to pull apart from ourselves and not make ourselves wrong. We're just bringing awareness to the situation. So now that we have like the pattern of external validation, we have the pattern of an incident and, oh my gosh, I've done this. So then what's next? How do we, how does one extrapolate themselves from continuing to connect their identity with what they do and what, what can be done about it. So there are so many ways you, what you can do with it. But um, what I want to talk about real quick first um, that just came through me is why should you change it? Right. Because if you're always, if you're a straight A student and you're following rules to the T, that's great. Right. However, it's a trap because you're not just burning yourself out, but our, like I said earlier, our minds want to be right. Mm. So you will do enough and enough and enough and more and more until you're proven that you are not enough and not worthy. In some sort of way, that could be that bad review. That could be the um, A minus. That could be the speeding ticket. Mm. Um, whatever it is. At the end of the day, we're burning ourselves out with trying to, you know, do more from the place of not enoughness or unworthiness. And or um, we eventually are proven right that we are not worth it. We are not enough. So can I stop? Can I interject real quick? I'm curious. So we're talking about the patterns of the unconscious mind. And when you're talking about the mind wanting to be right, that's the conscious mind, correct? That's ego, really. And that's the difference. So the unconscious pattern is the one that was running the operating system of the story of we're not good enough, so we have to overachieve, and this is who we are. But we're begging the question of like, once you're aware, if you fit into these patterns, which is a very real possibility for many people, once we bring awareness to it, then we can undo it. But why would we want to do that? Because honestly, if we take away that level of identity, what do you have left? You're a human being, you're multi-complex, you're multi-dimensional, and there's so much more to you than what you do. I think it's almost like an American culture thing of we're so obsessed. Hey, what do you do? It's like the second question out of anybody's mouth besides, what's your name or where you come from. And quite frankly, I'm so sick of that bullshit. I want to have a real conversation with somebody. I it's great what you do, but it's not who you are. It's, it's not part of what oh, you do. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I I think this is powerful because it's going to give people a break. Like put that on the hook and let it rest for a minute so that you can realize there's so much more to you and your value isn't determined by what you do. Maybe in the eighties when everybody was super obsessed with like money and they would carry around their ATM, like receipts and stuff for dating. Yeah. That's a whole thing. But I mean, let's get real. Like this is 
this is really about identifying a pattern and a pattern. Once you have awareness on it, you can change it. And how do we change it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, as we already told, it's important to change it because it's not, it's not who you are, but awareness is key. That's the first step. Mm. And you get that awareness by looking at what triggers an emotion inside of you. And I'm not talking about joy and happiness. I'm talking about guilt, shame, fear, hurt, anger, frustration, upset, mm. those kind of emotions. And then the question you should ask yourself, what is that emotion? Give mm. it a name. It's interesting. It's interesting how how many skip that part. Oh, you, you don't kidding? even know what they're feeling. No, I will. I will venture to say most adults can only name four emotions total because that's what they were taught. I recently purchased this thing called an emotion wheel. I'm sorry to interject, but it's super yes. important for this right now. Um, it's an emotion wheel. You can get them on Amazon. You can get on a like magnet for the fridge or, you, you know, mine's on a canvas that's on the wall and I use it with my coaching clients and I like hold it up and I'm like, what are you feeling? And they're like frustrated at me. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, I only see four of those. Well, how limiting if you only have four emotions that you're identifying with when there's what, I don't know, we're going to say 50 and upwards. So many other descriptor words but you have to name it to tame it, right? Yes. Yes. Identify what you're feeling. And then every feeling is triggered by your thought. Mm. Mm. So ask yourself, what is the thought? This, this, what did you tell yourself in your mind that triggered that emotion? Now, that is a tough question sometimes. So a lot of people struggle with that the most so what I invite you if you can't really tell what you told yourself in that moment then ask yourself what is the emotion under the emotion that you felt like if it is anger what is under that anger what what do you what does anger make you feel like does it make you feel sad does it make you feel hopeless Mm. what is that feeling try just to peel it back be present in your body, listen to your emotions and your thoughts, and then ask yourself, what is the story that I'm telling myself? Why Those does are, this trigger me? What is the wow. story? I love this so much. These are such, <laughs> they're very simple questions, but they're so deep. And I will absolutely be the first to admit they're very confronting because they're so simple. And it's, it's not confronting in like you're antagonistic. It's confronting to the person who's receiving and asking themselves a question because then they have to really face what it is instead of burying it down. Mm -hmm. That my friend is freedom. When you can face your shit, when you can own your shit and be like, wait a minute, is this fundamentally true? What's going on? Am I triggered and I'm pissed off about this? Why am I pissed off? Oh, I'm sad. Why am I sad? Oh, because that ties back to blah, 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 blah. All you're doing is connecting the dots from yeah. a fact. And you can look back and you can see the pattern from whenever it was created, zero to seven. Well, for the sake, we'll say zero to seven. And then to where it is in your life. And then you realize, oh, well, if that's a way of being and it hasn't really been working and I'm not super excited about it because it's not empowering at all, 
No. It's just a defense mechanism that our, our mind and our body created for us. Oh, well, if I can bring awareness to it, I can change it. Oh my God, that's so empowering. It is. It is. And once you know what the story is, you're telling yourself mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't do enough. Therefore, I'm not enough or I'm not worthy of X, Y, Z in my life. Question it. Yeah. <laughs> is this really true? Yeah. When did I decide that? When did I decide that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we're all born from a, with love, pure love, unconditional love. That's who we are. Mm, Preach it, sister. (laughs) We are, we are. Love that. So let go of this belief, surrender it give it away, put it in a dumpster, whatever, whatever you want to go with, (laughs) release it. Mm. And what the key thing that I like to is I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Right. I'm grateful. I had that belief. It got me to where I am now in life. Like I'm not beating myself up for having that belief for so long. No, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for where it got me. Yeah, and then I frame it to the truth that I, I love. am love, I am enough, I'm worthy, I'm light, whatever it is for you. Yeah. That's so empowering because what you've done is you've you've identified it as if as this is just a fact. It's what is. Yes. And you've removed by identifying the negative emotion, you were able to remove the emotion on it, right? Which is yes. number one part of healing, right? Is feeling it to heal it and identifying what the emotion is, but then you now have a choice. You get to reframe that belief system around it and you get to choose another story. You get to rewrite the story and realize that, thank you, ego. Thank you, conscious mind for creating this story for me, for protecting me, for guiding me. I can take it from here. And this is <laughs> this is the direction I now choose, which is full of love and guiding myself back to something that is truth and mm-hmm. is love and empowering. And you said it, it was a protective mechanism that was running unconsciously that was supposed to protect you back then, right? Mm. But it's just, it doesn't have a place in the now anymore. Right. Right? You're seeing how it's destructive and how it's, you know, burning you out, giving you anxiety, making you seek external validation to feel worthy, just to be confirm that oh look at that one star review you're not worthy but on the other end once you're releasing it and letting it go you're feeling the emotion having the awareness and clarity transforming it you see that for me that one star review was for me a moment an opportunity to see that I have this pattern and to transform it and let it go. And I'm grateful for it. I love that. I am. And it all started with just listening and what came through me that I should talk about. Mm. And it had that chain reaction (laughs) of that old one-star review coming back into my life, triggering me, making me realize I'm still identifying myself worth of my job. Yeah. Well, you're a human being. Yeah, good. Not no more. That freedom you can have when you're letting go of such an unconscious pattern. I I can't even describe it. Yeah. 
I hear you. It opens a door of possibilities. And that's what we're about. That's what, I mean, ultimately a coach and a healer, that's what we're about, right? Is empowerment to heal and to ascend to your next level. And I, you just demonstrated this so beautifully, so simply in a way that probably every human being in America or the the world over who has a job can relate to, because this is a fundamental aspect of how we live our lives. We just don't know that that's what we're doing. Yeah. I love you. You're amazing. This is so (laughs) phenomenal. So what's next steps? Like if someone wants to work with you, how would they best to get a hold of you, my dear? Um, probably the best is through my website. Um, it's mindyourpatterns.com. There's a link to book an appointment with me with a free consultation call where we're just going to talk about, you know, what are your possibilities? What are your next best steps? I and love might that. Just give, you know, an hour of free coaching to help you see where you are at into your journey and what I feel like should be your next step, what I feel guided to tell you. Mm. And as you, as you know, I'm just going with my intuition. So if I feel like, you know, X, Y, Z is the best resource for you, I will send you that way. And if I feel like what I have to offer um, will be perfect solution for you, I'm going to send you my way. (laughs) (laughs) offer. I mean, whatever it is, but I do know that awareness is key. Identify your triggers. And if you struggle with letting go and releasing, give us a call. Yeah. I will have your link down in below um, next to the subscribe button for this episode. And this has been magical. And I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for chatting and sharing this. I love this. It's right up our alley. And it's like just all the deliciousness of being a complex human and how to overcome our, (laughs) our nuances. So thank you for listening to Empowered Evolution today. All things quantum, esoteric, energy, and mind related for your empowerment, your mind growth, and your ascension. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford, and today's guest was Daniela Sharkingos. What a beautiful topic. Thank you so much, my friend. I love you.